0: Welcome one, welcome all to the NFC East Mixtape, a very special edition of the Mixtape. This is a very special show. You can listen to it on any of the 4SB Nation blog podcast networks for, of course, the NFC East teams, blogging the boys for the Dallas Cowboys, Hogshaven for the Washington Commanders, Big Blue View for the New York Giants, and Bleeding Green Nation for the Philadelphia Eagles. My name is RJ Chaw from BTB. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. Brandon. It is volume 52 of the NFC East Mixtape. There are 52 weeks in a year. We drop one of these every single week. That means we have been doing this for a full calendar year. Happy anniversary, my man. I forgot about that. Uh, You forgot our anniversary. Oh, my gosh. I'm so hurt. I can't
1: believe it. Look, the draft's coming up and a lot going on, and I'm losing track of time. Feels like I have so much to do and so little time to do it. That's where we are. Well, on
0: the subject of anniversaries, they're important things to remember, um, which Brandon just did not. And somebody who is going to have one in the future to remember is a very good friend of the NFC East mixtape, Brian Stabby. Just wanted wow. to give a huge shout out and congratulations to Stabby, of course, of Hogs Haven, uh, shared on Twitter on Monday <laughs> that he got engaged. So, uh, a heartfelt congratulations from you and I, BLG.
1: Uh, it's awesome. I cannot be convinced that Brian Stabby and Michael Kist are not the same person, but that's a very much a compliment as they are two very accomplished and talented and bearded and fellow bald individuals. So congrats to Brian. Awesome news you would know that he is bald and bearded if you have watched the nfc's
0: mixtape on youtube you can watch it on the blog on the boys youtube channel or the bleeding green nation youtube channel we had some technical difficulties last week for our youtube audience which is why we were absent there hopefully um the uh, the internet gremlins don't come for us today speaking of today brandon we are going to rank all of the 16 starting quarterbacks in the nfc to kind of get a picture kind of get a lay of the land on where the nfc east kind of lies within all of that but before we get there i wanted to ask you do you have any mundane thing that is going to be happening in your life that would be meaningless to anybody else, but is something that you are very excited about coming Uh, up. Coming up. uh, Do you have an example? I do. Uh, Today, we record these on Tuesdays, which has been the subject of much consternation from our listeners. Uh, But um, today, Spider-Man No Way Home arrives in the mail on DVD and Blu-ray and digital download. I've been waiting to watch it in the comfort of my own home for all this time. So I'm really pumped about it. I don't know that I'll get a chance to do it until the weekend uh, because of work and life and the kid and everything. Uh, But, you know, like I loved the Masters last weekend, as you well know. Uh, But what is kind of a bummer about it is it like takes up all my time like when it happens it's a four-day event where i don't get to watch any movies or tv like in any sort of downtime because i'm trying to consume all the content so i'm very excited to watch spider-man
1: no way home uh like a thousand times in a row what a first world problem i can't i can't watch any movies or shows because i'm watching golf um uh i watched no way home in theaters it's really good i love the ending when no obviously i'm not gonna say it here and spoil Mm, it for everyone uh extremely mundane for me would be i'm probably gonna have a frozen pizza today And I'm really excited about that. It's like a once a week kind of thing for me. I love pizza, obviously not just frozen pizza, but I love pizza in all forms. And it's just kind of nice. It's like a really simple, easy dinner, put that bad boy in the oven. And I like to doctor it up, as my grandmother would say, Uh, you know, add some, some hot sauce. I have a bunch of different hot sauces, some different seasonings. I like to kind of make it fun, you know, as fun as I possibly can. So that is my extremely mundane thing that I'm looking forward to this week's addition to the mixtape is actually the second
0: podcast that blg Wait, and i right. are doing together well that's I have I another
1: gonna... i have another take before well, you I get was, to that.
0: let me get the plug in let me get the plug in. Okay. okay so uh this is the second podcast that he and i are doing together for all you loyal listeners we actually did this week's episode of monday football monday together because pete sweeney my normal co-host was out and at the very end of that episode i asked blg i said give me something anything you're excited to eat uh, so far this week. And he literally just said pizza. Uh, yeah. so nice kind of like connect the dots for our crossover listeners, because everybody that's listening here, whether that's BTB, BGN, Hogshaven, big review, should be listening to the SB nation NFL show as well. But you had something else you wanted to sandwich in, a sandwich, never, just a, well, a yeah, phrase, no, not the maybe food, pizza right? in, uh,
1: <laughs> I never lie to the listeners. And I would say that, uh, if you want to tweet at us, your favorite mm-hmm. frozen pizza brand, you can do that. I'm mm. at on Twitter at Brandon Gautin RJ is on Twitter at RJ Ochoa so we want to hear from you and you can use hashtag mixtape pizza let's just make it simple
0: <laughs> it's funny you asked me that my mom brand. my mom actually asked me like two days ago what like preferred uh frozen pizza brand I go with and I said I like DiGiorno's and um Red Baron um so <sighs> those are you know
1: disappointed look, in the red there
0: i mean like i'm i'm not saying like they're the best but like they're accessible they're generally cheaper than the rest they're like right at the front of the aisle so you know those are the ones i've gone with in the past i'm not like opposed to anything else but i didn't want to say one last thing you brought up hot sauce every time i think of hot sauce on a pizza i always think of have you seen the movie selena about the nope. late artist's wife uh well then you don't understand what i'm about to say so never mind but anybody who has seen the movie understands the scene i'm talking about
1: uh, I think there's different kind of hot sauces obviously that go well with p- different kinds of pizza. Uh, but that's a different topic for another day. I would say my favorite frozen pizza brand and this is uh not a sponsor, but mm-hmm. they're welcome to if they want to. I don't know if this is available nationally. Uh I haven't seen it everywhere, but it's this brand called Screamin' Sicilian. They do a really good job for some reason. I just I think very impressive. They're kind of like pricier for a frozen pizza, but they're pretty good. I think DiGiorno is good for certain things they do like if you not like a right. Rising- not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Uh, Also not a sponsor. None of these are sponsors, for the record. Uh, They do a good, like, rising crust. They also do, like, a stuffed crust, and I also think they do, like, a croissant crust that I've had. So, they do some fun things that are interesting. Red Baron had that a lot growing up, and it was fine, but I felt like, at some point, the sauce got, like, too spicy, or there was just too much of it. Like, something... I'm having a bad memory with Red Baron. A a low-key favorite of mine, Tombstone. Uh, Mm. Not the Western movie uh, with... Kurt also Russell? not the like the block on a grave correct yeah uh i don't need that actually uh you know it's like it's fun it's cool too because it doesn't come in a box like a lot of frozen pizzas it's just like the pla- plastic packaging little tongue twister there uh so those are my favorites
0: uh two last things before we uh actually start talking about football one uh when i first started dating my wife because I was very interested in her. I did this. She suggested, I forgot what it was called, but it was like a place. I'm sure you've done this before because this is like right up your alley. Uh, it's like you go to this place and you like design your pizza and then they give it to you and you have to take it home and bake it. I think that's the dumbest thing in the world. I'm sorry. Like if yeah, I'm going to pay. Is it, that? Yeah. So you go and like you just, it's kind of like, like when you go to like Subway or Chipotle, like yeah. any sort of like process line. And so you pick everything you want and then they just put it all on. Is this they a wrap uh i forget what it was called but it, mm. is, it was a chain at least it, we were at the time we were living in san antonio so they had them all over the city uh so it was again like it's cool but like i'm doing all the work i'm paying all the money like yeah, what's the, what is this this is yeah. a scam. <laughs> She thought it was cool and like I said I was interested and it worked out for me in that sense but uh I would never do that ever again um with with the pizza so I,
1: mean. I don't think pizza works out that way I know they've tried to like they've done that to some extent like the Chipotle vacation of pizza I guess like mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm, never been to a mm-hmm. Blaze but I hear like Blaze kind of does that I don't know Right
0: Anyway, uh, my last thing, and then we'll talk football. When you make a frozen pizza in your home, do you like cut it up and put it on a plate and go sit down and eat it? Or do you do the like, just eat it on the like pan you baked it on, like standing in the kitchen move? That's generally how I fall.
1: Uh, I have a nice pizza cutter that I get and I cut it up into eight and I usually just eat it that way. You know, I put it on the slices onto a plate, maybe two at a time, paste it out yeah okay uh respect all right let's um
0: eight minutes we did on non-football stuff congratulations Everyone to us
1: is not listening anymore
0: <laughs> uh make sure to rate review and subscribe to your preferred podcast feed here uh with all the four nfc
1: teams all yeah, right so you some some readings of the reviews at some point here.
0: we're gonna get there uh we have a lot uh that are backlogged long shout long out season. to all of you yeah i mean but you know actually you know We've got a kind of a meaty subject here I mean ranking the NFC quarterbacks this is important because there's been this like defection of talent from the NFC to the AFC including one of the better quarterbacks and Russell Wilson a popular uh player yes, on the NFC's mixtape uh you know I just you know I, I i'm I'm, a, I'm an nFC guy but uh you know yeah i afc baby you know that I, I love that blue end but i mean that the red eight is just something about it i mean it, you know uh, you know there's no a and let's ride but maybe
1: we can get one in there you know there's uh two different vowels. let's ride baby let's go there's not, an a in baby yeah if you're not watching the youtube version you're missing getting to see russell wilson actually appear on mm-hmm. the mixtape in person all right so
0: we're gonna go in ascending order right like there's no doubt about this right yeah like bottom up right uh that's what the word ascending means so good job by you defining things Let's here. clarify um, for the listeners yeah so um we didn't like confer well who the 16 were but we're going with the 16 starting quarterbacks that's how i ranked my list right like so there's there's some like room for ambiguity we're not factoring baker mayfield into this even though right. there's lots of speculation that he could potentially be traded to the seahawks or the panthers we're going with mm-hmm. who their starters are today tuesday april twelfth, two thousand 2022 11 15 a.m central standard time boom yeah.
1: And that wouldn't even change like too much, you know, the change is right. like a little bit in the middle maybe, but who cares? All right. So we agree that number 16 is Sam Donald, right? Like there's no, I have drew lock. We talked about this actually on Monday football Monday, but he's I 15
0: Sam... for me. So I have, yeah. I have Sam Donald 16 drew Lock 15.
1: You're splitting hairs. It doesn't right. like, I'm not about to argue this. They're, yeah okay if you want to go the other way fine whatever I would just say Darnold is like you know as a higher pick and he's slightly younger I would say like maybe he has a little bit more upside and he, he did some things as a runner early on last year but either way Uh, these guys clearly are not viable starters. And imagine being a Panthers fan or a Seahawks fan and just like having to go into the season with this. this Life
0: comes at you so fast. And this really wasn't, this was actually kind of long ago, but these two teams, the Seahawks and the Panthers met twice in the playoffs. They met in the divisional round in 2014. That was that crazy Uh, like Cam Chancellor jump over the goal line field goal block game that was in Seattle and then they met in the divisional round in 2015 uh, when the Panthers were 15 and one and then wiped the floor with them Um, but like who would have thought you know what I mean like you know, eight seven years later, again that is a long time. But that these would be the bottom two teams. Like I just, it's a hard pill to swallow. And granted, the Panthers kind of been here for a little bit. Uh, and and Cam kind of had his his you know career sort of fade moment. Cam not in the news right now for good reasons either. Uh, really really bad luck for Cam Newton as of late again. But um, but yeah, I mean just you know the NFL is fickle like that. Uh, who do we have above the the bottom two? I have at number fourteen Detroit Lions quarterback
1: Jared Goff. Really can't argue uh, strongly against it. I have Daniel Jones here just because, not not so. It's an interesting exercise, obviously, because I would acknowledge that Daniel Jones has more upside, at least more of a ceiling left. But obviously, Jared Goff has accomplished more as a starter. Now you know you he, he was paired with a, a head coach who's won a lot, but isn't actually any good and is overrated, and uh, really more impressively a supporting cast that helped him out there with the Rams. So it's the same kind of tier for me of quarterback third mm-hmm. golfer and Daniel Jones are still, and that's how I have kind of like sub divided here into different little tiers, but uh, not the ones you cry, but actually, you know, like the, right, the, right, the right. rankings. Yeah. T I E R S. Right. For, yeah. Yeah. Just,
0: just for the listener. Um, so I think, I when I think about Jared Goff, like there are reasons, like um, like Sam Bradford was the number one overall pick, right? Like you can look back on that and you can understand that, right? Like you could be like, hey, this insane arm, like whatever, blah blah. Like okay, cool. Like you can understand how at one point in time people viewed him as the best quarterback in the NFL or or in like the NFL draft. Excuse me. I like even looking back, it's difficult to see how anyone ever viewed Jared Goff that way. Like he's become so awkward and clunky that it like that has clouded my vision. Does that make sense? Like I, I can't like get beyond that. Like all, like, all I can think about when I think back to the pre-draft process in 2016 was his small hands. Like, shout out Kenny Pickett. You know what I mean? But, like, that's, that's it. Like, I cannot, like, actually believe that that happened. And that the Rams traded up to draft him. Like, that gets forgotten, too.
1: Yeah. And it was because from an Eagles perspective at the time it was like well great because I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Jared Goff just from a standpoint of this dude's like way more athletic and seems to have more upside than Goff seems kind of like more of a safe prospect and I think you give Jared Goff a clean pocket to work with and I think he can make some good accurate throws but the problem is you know you're not really always getting that and you don't really trust him to create outside of structure which is obviously why he's lower on this list And he he's a product of the system around him. We saw that with the Rams and we saw that last year with the Lions. Like if you give him a good supporting cast, he's going to get you to the playoffs. He'll be fine, but he's not going to get you over the hump. He's you're not going to win because of Jared Goff. You can win with him, but that's where he kind of maxes out so
0: but you have daniel jones here at 14 so that would be our first
1: nfc east presence um, so many turnovers like that's that's the big problem and again i I think that there's there's a wider range of outcomes for him than like a jared Goff. there's more of a ceiling but he's just been so many turnovers the injuries are a low-key issue he's dealt with that multiple seasons now like and that's something and last year was some of the next stuff and all that like that's that's concerning that's like a red flag so but uh, he's still an athlete,
0: like that's that's where right. like i I differentiate him from golf, like if we stick with the like analogy of pizzas, uh which is appropriate, like golf is this like it you pulled it out of the oven too soon. So like the middle's cold, like it's, it's not like eatable or edible. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Jones is like the kind of pizza that like it falls apart. And so you've got to kind of just like ball it up and shove it in your mouth. Like there's ball still legitimate up. taste there though. I don't you know do what I mean? Do that
1: with any kind of pizza, but,
0: uh, well, like, but, uh, like good. any kind of food, like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes like you're eating a, f- like a meal and it like, it's messy or whatever, but, and so you just got to like shove it in like, and I'm, it's still
1: really like good like a it's, burger. Maybe.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, that's a better example. Like you've got to kind of like go a little bit on unorthodox like as far apart. as your approach. Yeah. Exactly. But it still tastes the way food is supposed to taste. Like, that's the way I view Daniel Jones. There's nothing like that. There's nothing redeemable about Jared Goff as an athlete, especially playing quarterback in 2022. So that's, I I think, a little bit too harsh on Daniel
1: Jones to put him below Jared Goff. Maybe,
0: like, the ranking might be fair, like, in a vacuum, but he's not as bad as Jared Goff.
1: I just think you have to, like, I was accounting for accomplishments and things that actually have done as much as, you know, potential and things we Mm. think Daniel Jones can do. And obviously, it hasn't been all of Daniel Jones' fault. I just, you know, I, it's the same kind of tier. It's obvious. Is Daniel Jones not a bottom five quarterback? Where do you have him then?
0: Well, um, spoiler alert I have Daniel Jones 10th. So okay. we're so at just 14. outside right um okay so let's continue moving up so at 16 we both had 16 15 we both had drew lock sam donald whatever 14 Mm -hmm. i had jared goff you had daniel jones i have a new tier to introduce right here Mm -hmm. um so this is i'll just tell you both of them at 13 and 12 13 i have trey lance and 12 i have justin Fields. so so justin just ahead of them um so i'm going with trey lance as opposed to jimmy garoppolo because like i mean Why not? Um, Shout out to Rob Stats Carrera. And the only reason for this is like, it's a little unknown. Trey Lance is like really unknown. Justin Fields, somewhat unknown. And you were right, you know, in the pre draft process when everybody's like, can't believe Justin Fields fell this far. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe he's not that great. He might not be that great, but he might have also been in a terrible offense with a terrible head coach. Who knows if that's going to improve? It's not like the Bears have really done anything to help him out, which is really stupid. Um, But. There's just there's so much unknown. And so I don't feel it's fair to rank them ahead of Daniel Jones because we've seen Daniel Jones do some legitimate things at the NFL level. I'm totally fine putting them, though, ahead of Jared Goff, Drew Locke and Sam Darn. Like I've seen enough to fully write the book on those three quarterbacks. But so this is my like kind of unknown, kind of not unknown. Don't really know where to put them tier.
1: With Fields, people were – I swear people were saying, oh, they may be able to win the division, or at least they were like – they might." People be able said to make that, the that because
0: that was at the draft when the Aaron Rodgers stuff was super hot and like okay. he might
1: leave. So that was a, a legitimate factor that you have to consider. But even still, like even make the play – I think even after that was clear, he wasn't or – I mean, okay, yeah, so there was the uncertainty for a while. But still, the point was, I think there was a lot of, Justin Fields is going to be good right away. I did see a lot of that, and then he wasn't. And then there was, like, backtracking. Like, well, you know, it's not like we expected him to be great. Anyway, uh, that's a whole aside. I, so for similar identification but different ranking value, I have them a little bit higher just because I think they have the potential. They have more upside than the guys I have at 13 and 12, which are the top two picks from the 2014 draft class. Wow. Jameis Winston at number 13. And to be clear, I made these rankings back when uh, stats and I did the AFC quarterback ranking. So if for some reason you're a fan of an AFC team and you want to hear that, you can go check out that on the SB nation NFL show from like a month ago. So this isn't like me being biased against the saints and like just sure. recently making this, I made this like way before the trade happened with the Eagles and the saints also uh, to be
0: clear, it's
1: 2015. Just, I don't, I don't want the people to come 2015, to 2015 draft. Yeah. Yeah, what was I yeah. thinking of?
0: You said 2014,
1: right? Yeah, the year before Wentz and Goff, which were 2016. Okay, yeah, good good correction by you. I think the, I mean, Jameis had a good year before, and in some ways, like in terms of his efficiency, touchdown to interception ratio was pretty good. It was the best he's ever played, though. Mm -hmm. And I just like, and it was with Sean Payton. Like, I don't know that that's sustainable. You're losing Sean Payton. He's coming off of an ACL and MCL injury, like not just maybe a normal ACL. Like he's coming off a significant injury. No more Sean Payton. You look at his career work; it's like last year was very much the exception. We've seen him turn over the ball a lot. He's a sure. turnover machine with fumbles, interceptions, and again, if I'm going to have Daniel Jones marked down for that kind of thing, uh, I'm going to have Jameis just above him there. So I have him at number thirteen. I've always been a Marcus Mariota guy. Uh, probably of course, you have. So. You're an Eagles guy, of course. Yeah, he's he's the the you know the prince that was promised, and obviously that's uh, an amazing what if.
0: Like when you're dry for off season content, this 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 year that's a what if worth exploring I think
1: they weren't it's always like that uh, There Uh was that rumor out there during that 2015 draft that they were going to trade like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Boykin and all these first round picks I didn't get the sense that was actually like close to happening I feel like that got leaked out but wasn't actually like that's that's not what I heard so maybe I'm wrong maybe I, I, I misheard but in any case
0: so hold uh, up you have Mario to hire though you have him 12 I do. James
1: 13 okay gotcha I do but wow. again, you're splitting hairs there
0: Um, Okay, so that is uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 for us, which takes us to 11. Um, So you so far only you only so you have golf at 11. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so far you've only gone through one NFC East quarterback. Correct. So you have three NFC East quarterbacks in the top 10, just to be clear. So which really
1: is it's more of a statement about the right. 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 Good quarterback in the NFC.
0: Well, I, um, I also have three NFC East quarterbacks in the top 10, but wow. that's because at 11, I have Carson Wentz. Mm. Um, I mean, I have him the, Under Daniel a, Jones. I
1: really? have him.
0: I have him lower than Daniel Jones. And like, this is lame, but it's real. Like the locker room stuff, right? Like that's a real thing. Like I, right. I maintain that he is not this terrible player. And and that's why like I think the Colts like, oh, we improved so much with Matt Ryan. No, you didn't. Like you it's a lateral move as far as who they are as quarterbacks, but you improved the like harmony of your team in space by getting rid of Carson Wentz. Okay, great. This is like the worst locker room in the NFL, right? <laughs> like with the worst ownership and the like worst um you know kind of vision however you want to put it and you're putting this dude this is like Nas for that momentum you know what I mean so that's a factor for me I know that's unfair but it is a real thing I mean this is a team that was fighting on benches is this season ironically of all things fighting on benches and so like I I I would posit that Carson Wentz will only exacerbate that issue which is why he's 11 for me
1: I think under Jones isn't fair because Carson Wentz for all his faults and I agree with that you have to weigh that stuff but I still think you're talking about like a top, like, like I don't know. Like if you look at his 2019 kind of last season, it's you're talking about like a top 16, 14 quarterback in the NFL. Like it's not anything special, but I think that's more than what Daniel Jones has shown, at least more regularly. And obviously the upside. And I don't think Wentz is any getting back to MVP form ever. But like he has tools as well. Like he has raw talent, and maybe not as much as he once did with all the injuries. And again, locker room stuff is a huge, huge issue and it will be a big reason why he's never going to win anything meaningful. But I think he deserves some more benefit of the doubt. Again, just based on accomplishment over Daniel Jones. Uh and so I actually have Jalen Hurt or sorry, Carson Wentz a little bit higher than you do.
0: Mm. So that takes us to the top ten, because you had Goff eleven. We already touched on him. Um I will say not my number 10 is Daniel Jones, who we've touched on a lot. So I have two nfcs quarterbacks from 10 through 16 so i don't you know only two uh, maybe in the top half we'll see uh but um but yeah i mean i i just you actually the person who convinced me a little bit on daniel jones to be very fair like you are right that there is an athlete somewhere in there and the same way we're gonna somewhat fault carson wentz for his off the field or in the locker room sort of shenanigans or hijinks or whatever i think that it is beneficial the same way it was for Jared Goff having Sean McVay, for Daniel Jones that he has Brian Dable. I recognize that Brian Dable is unproven as a head coach, but I'm I'm interested in that. I'm willing to bet on it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not willing to bet a lot. Like I don't know what you know. Like if if we had to like devise odds on them, I I would like those odds to, to bet on a long shot bet, right? And I I think that that's I trust that, or I'm more willing to trust that than I am almost any other
1: of these set of circumstances. Like like ten dollars to win two hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that. Like it is very. You said you know a little while ago, but it is very Jameis Winston with Sean Payton ish. Not to say Brian Dable is Sean Payton, but like that archetype of a moved sort of thing.
1: It's worth a look, yeah, and uh, we'll see how that goes this season. I have Justin Fields at number ten and Trey Mm. Lance at number nine. Again, you can kind of you can flip those. I think Fields, for all his faults, and there are many, especially because he just holds onto the ball for forever. Uh, he does have tools like you've seen the flashes of I understand why people are intrigued with him and we're getting excited about him last year like I understand what you're pointing to when you say that it's not like I can't see anything here like Mitchell Trubisky for a long time for (laughs) his entire career like I don't I I never got what there was really to be excited about except that he could run that's it except yeah he's a a passer he's,
0: he's like you could put Mitchell
1: Trubisky and Jalen Hurts in the same camp right now Okay, I've That's seen it. Justin Fields flash a little bit. I'm like, okay, there's 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 definitely talent here. So I'm kind of giving him and Trey Lance uh the benefit of the doubt, which maybe they don't deserve, but because of their, they are athletic and they have these tools, I think there's a chance. I so let me put it this way: I think there's a better chance that like either Trey Lance or Justin Fields can be in the top five as soon as this year and make this massive leap. Not that it's likely, but could theoretically happen than you know, Jared Goff or bah. James Winston and getting up there. So because of that ceiling their perceived ceiling i'll put them more in the middle and give them a chance at that happening other than just being like totally just weighing on past accomplishment there so that's kind of how i ended up with those guys
0: i agree um i did want to just sandwich this in uh again um just a tweet that i just saw right now our recording um this is from darren haynes who um Hmm. covers um all things washington sports um out of washington but tweeted Uh, Breaking. Oversight committee sent letter to Federal Trade Commission indicates commanders and owner Dan Snyder may have engaged in troubling, long running and potentially unlawful pattern of financial conduct that may have victimized fans. Uh, So we've already heard the stories about him allegedly uh, pocketing uh, the profits from visiting or like keeping them from visiting owners or visiting teams or organizations or whatever if he's keeping money from fans um not that like there's anybody left on team snyder or that anybody ever was there but um it only makes the situation all the worse it's amazing like you think it can't get any worse
1: but somehow it always does it's always funny because i see a lot of fans just you know based on following eagles fans who are like get dan snyder out of here and it's always like a weird thing to me because it's like obviously I agree in a vacuum and as someone who has empathy for other, maybe other sports fans, but like from an Eagles perspective, it's like, no, what are you talking about? Keep him here forever. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. Like,
0: I mean, we're so sad that Dave Gettleman is gone and Joe yeah. judge. Like they were some favorites of the NFC's mixtape, at least in this current construction of it, Justin um,
1: Garrett as well, you know, yeah, both giants and obviously giants version for you, Cowboys version for me and giants version. Uh, um, really sad. why don't we take a break here because we're halfway through. Well, um, Okay, so time for our break. Uh,
0: podcast audience, we're back. YouTube audience, we didn't leave. Um, so shout out to us um, for magic that happens. Yep. Shout out to Rachelle uh, prevent our fantastic producer, who puts all this together. Um, so
1: great job, you, BLG, remembering that. Look at you. Are you proud of yourself? When it's when we're doing like rankings here on the podcast or not here on the podcast but here or slash the podcast well i know mm. you confuse other podcasts mm. that you're on for the podcast the listeners know that as well um if they heard the look ahead last week but it's just like a natural break you know it's like oh we should probably just do it halfway it wasn't course. the look
0: ahead it was the look ahead two weeks ago it was the podcast last week when you, when you highlighted it so you know yes, way to be factually incorrect again, to you. i believe
1: yeah. on the look ahead
0: Anyway, um, okay, so my number nine, are we ready for this? Uh, we've already talked about him, but Marcus Mariota is my number nine. Just like, I, some of it is situation, like, I mean, we're not excited about this. I actually saw a tweet a little while ago, right before we started recording, that uh, Arthur Blank um, said that he is looking for the next Matt Ryan. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> looking for another franchise quarterback? What a unique thing. Uh, but, um, I just don't trust this situation. I don't I mean, Mariota is like again. This is the glow up of the former second overall picks this off season. Marcus Mariota, second overall pick in 2015. Carson Wentz, second overall pick in uh, in, in 2016. It is a glow up. Mitchell Trubisky, second overall pick in 2017. Three straight second overall picks. Like uh, the move. If, if like if you're Baker Mayfield and you're listening, big NFC mixtape fan. Baker Mayfield is. I know you were the first overall pick, but. Go be a backup somewhere else. Go, don't don't even touch a football this year. Just go be a backup. Go lift weights. Go watch uh, the new season of Stranger Things. Did you see the trailer by the way? BLG. No, looks, looks pretty good. Uh, drop it. Yeah. dropped today. Uh, but just just go stay out of the limelight for a year. And then next off season, people will talk themselves into you. People, people will think just because they haven't seen you in a little while that like you got better. And that's what people think about Marcus Mariota. I know we've seen him a little bit um, in, in, you know, Vegas, but still not really the same thing. Uh, I know Carson once played last year, but again, like all the hype exists because of his previous draft position and why Mitchell Trubisky, like he didn't do anything last year. Like, you know, what did he do that like merits being the starter for the Steelers this year?
1: Nothing. Uh, But um, you know, so, yeah, uh, Is this the but year for Saquon Barkley, then the year of number two picks.
0: No, he's a year too early. He, he's, he's still too close to being a second overall pick. So next year when the Giants cut him, it's going to be like, we'll, we'll get the, wherever he signs in the spring of 2023, we'll get the like sports center graphic. Uh, that's like. Like th- this is the like insert team here offense, and it's gonna be like the the screenshots of like each individual player. It's gonna be
1: like It's like yeah, he sucks. That's- One of my least favorite things about the NFL offseason is when people like people will do that for like literally any player. It's like oh Jalen Rager and Devonte Smith and and you know quez Watkins. It's like okay, but like just because you make a picture or a photograph, you Photoshop a photograph. If you Photoshop uh, some players together, like doesn't mean they're good.
0: Uh, speaking of Jalen's, I have Jalen Hurts at number eight. Wow, um, what a
1: hater! Uh, yeah, well, I mean you're the
0: real Jalen Hurts hater, but you have him uh, lower than I do. I mean, look, he's not a great passer. Like how, this is this is a ranking of quarterbacks. Like this, do you I think mean, important. I'm, hell yeah, I think it's important. Like I mean, okay. like, and especially if you're a I team agree. that is if you're if you're a team that's investing like premium resources in wide receivers like, like the whole goal is to throw the ball like i think about all the like resources and like jalen rager sucks whatever but like the, the, he's still a first round draft pick Devontae missed the first round draft pick dallas goddard's a second round draft pick right and yep. and has a second contract that he got like really recently so like how can you have all of this investment in the aerial attack of your offense and play in the year 2022 and and just think that running the ball a million times is the way to succeed. I will give Nick Sirianni credit that he has like understood how to like make lemonade out of this situation. But just because you can make lemonade doesn't mean it's good lemonade. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. What kind of lemonade is your favorite lemonade?
0: Oh, um, oh man! Like I hate to go like super corporate and the man or anything like that. But the um, you know the strawberry lemonade at Chili's. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think I've had it. I like at Chili's. It's legit, and it comes in that like Stein you know I'm talking about, like Mm. with the like handle or whatever. And you can you can see like the little like seeds from the strawberry. It's legit. I mean, I don't want too much ice though, because I don't want I don't want to dilute the flavor. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: really niche here, but there's this uh place in Trenton, New Jersey, RJ, Mm. called Capital New Jersey. If you didn't know, called Halo Farms, and they make the best dang lemonade. Some of it that I've had in my life, always had that growing up. It was great. Um. I like a pink lemonade here and there not like all the time but like yeah, the it's the same nice... thing as a
0: strawberry basically yeah, i mean yeah. yeah
1: but like the point is it's a nice change of pace the summertime you get some lemonade
0: you know time. it's good um i imagine you don't get a lot of sweet tea up in your neck of the woods right Are you sweet tea up here but like it's not like a it's not like the same sort of staple that it is here like that's that's okay to admit mm, wow sweet tea is a big thing okay but there's a great great type of sweet tea and it, it's not like in a lot of places but where it's like they brew it with like a fruit in it. So it's like watermelon sweet Ooh. tea.
1: Oh, dude. It's, it's legit. It'll Used to get the McDonald's sweet tea. That was always good. I felt like. Oh, man. What a just
0: no. If you're going to go like fast food, Chick fil A. Chick fil A sweet tea. Let's party. The lines, man. Always a they, line. Dude, they go so fast. Huge then. line.
1: Like, who cares? Yeah.
0: They go so fast.
1: It's, it's, you know, it's the principle of the thing. All right. Uh, so All right. So I have Jalen Hurts at eight. Who do you have at eight? I have Carson Wentz just under Jalen Hurts. Wow. Here. You love him. You miss him. You wish he was back. Embarrassing. I have him at number 8 uh you know middle of the road that's what he is at this point in his career he is not the worst quarterback he's not even close to being the best quarterback in the conference firmly in the middle there i think he'll be like he's not going to be what he was in 2020 for Washington this year he's he's going to be better than that he'll be probably somewhat similar to what he was in 2018 for the Eagles or 2019 for the Eagles or 2021 for the Colts although he got a lot of support from Jonathan Taylor last year, and he's not going to be able to bank on that because I don't think Antonio Gibson is kind of carrying that workload. And I, I think Ot- Antonio Gibson's a fine player. But, you mean
0: uh, Christian McCaffrey? According to Ron Rivera, a year
1: ago, yeah, they're going to get him. No, but he, remember, he
0: like the quote he had. He was like, well, we're going to use him just like we use Christian McCaffrey." Like, I, yeah. I, I'm hundred percent serious in saying that I completely believe this. If Ron Rivera were to be like i think carson wentz is going to be cam newton and antonio gibson is going to be christian mccaffrey and we're going to basically have the 2015 panthers offense. i really believe that there's a sector of people who would be like let's go you know they'd be like
1: you know gassed about this it's stupid i bet you that's probably how they see it though that's actually a good i never thought about that in terms of uh trying to typecast because carson does have like some of the, just being huge like he yeah he's got career, the physical assets of cam, right. yeah, yeah yeah so uh and like hard to to tackle and bring down and, and get down in the pocket and such so yeah I, I can actually see that a little bit um but obviously not anywhere close to 2015 peak cam and peak panthers um okay so you so Hertz then have seven is for me
0: so you have hurts so then you do have because Wentz is eight for you You have three in the top half of um as far as the nfc is concerned three nfc east quarterbacks in the top half yes okay. so you have um, barely at the top half <laughs> So you have Wentz eight Hertz seven. I have Hurts, Hertz eight. I have not said this name and I think this is going to like shock you based on where, um, you had him. But for me, seven is Jameis Winston because, mm. because he is a lottery ticket. That's, that's how I view Jameis. And like, I will admit it's not a great lottery ticket, especially right now, coming off the injury, especially without Sean Payton. But we've seen that lottery ticket hit before you know, like we have now granted mm. it has, it has come with a negative we? side. We have like, you can In put what up- meaningful way not any but like we okay. we 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 can we've seen him put up big numbers good argument before. We, we have seen him put up big offensive numbers, granted to your big point, he, he has at the same time put up bad offensive numbers, but that dude lurks within him. I'm, I mean, like, and he also, his only season in New Orleans did not have Michael Thomas. I don't even know what that means, but you know what I mean? Like, it's such an unknown, like, you know, as far as who Michael Thomas is, they, st- and like part of this ranking for me hinges on what they do in the draft. Like, it's, it's an optimistic ranking that like, maybe they do draft a Chris Olave, whatever. So like, all of a sudden, Jameis is cooking with gas down in the bayou so like I'm I'm interested to see that I'm willing to admit though that this is the one I'm least confident
1: in sure uh it's hard to it's hard to feel that way but maybe they also draft a Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or Malik mm-hmm. Willis so like maybe he's not even well, the start then, of the whole year then we got to redo
0: this whole exercise and that's stupid so um okay so we do have the same top six because we haven't said any of the names
1: I think this is yeah I think it's hard to argue right. that the top six isn't the top six in some order Right. So like,
0: this is a clear tier, right? Like, and there are tiers within this tier, but this is like, there's a clear separation from this group that we're about to discuss and everybody that we've already discussed. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Okay. I would so, say above average within the conference.
0: Right. Okay. So number six, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How do you want to do this? Cause I know yours. I know, will, yours. I know yeah. yours. yours is Kirk. Is. Of course it is. Mine is how Kyler, could it be? How can it mine be is like... Kyler Murray. Oh, I, I'm willing to put Kirk ahead of Kyler and some of it is the baggage too. We talked about this on Monday, football Monday. Kyler is maybe like the only person who has not properly executed the unfollow the team on Instagram move, right? Like Kyler, there is dysfunction in Arizona right now that is brewing. I think this is his last season. there. are willing to go out on a limb there. No, not in a super original take. I, and Kyler, like we, you we love to bag on quarterbacks who fail who whatever this and that whatever the way that they collapsed has to yes. be put on him in some way shape or form and it isn't like for some reason he's kind of skates scot-free it's all, cliff. That. It's all cliff it's all Kime, it's all everybody else it's it's all just like the cardinals people are willing to kind of generalize it that way why 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 isn't kyler held responsible for the complete and total collapse that happened not just this past season but they lost that win and in game to john wolford or whatever two years mm-hmm. ago i mean like kyler is kind of somebody who shrinks in big moments whereas kirk who i have at fifth like <laughs> i'm not saying becomes
1: comes big in big moments I, i'm
0: not saying that but we have seen the touchdown throw that kirk had to kyle rudolph against new orleans in the okay. playoff game two years ago we have never seen that moment from kyler murray we have never seen that
1: okay um kirk is a loser we all know that and he's going to be a big reason why justin jefferson is in his last season with the vikings a little odd cast crossover here today because you haven't had the chance to listen yet, RJ, I'm sure. But you will later, too, as I know you will. Uh, we did Stats and I did our most controversial takes for the off-day debrief. And one of mine was on Car- Kyler and about how the Cardinals' concerns about him, which everyone seemed to have like strong reactions to and seemed like we're too harsh. To me, we're not really too harsh. And we're not really totally off-base. And to your point about the collapses there, 6-11, and 11, RJ, in games that have been in December on over his career. He has an average passer rating in December on of 45.9, and that doesn't include his 40.9 passer rating in the playoff loss this year to the Rams. So, yeah, he has not been good. Now, obviously, he has some athleticism. He did get better last year in terms of years before. So I'm not saying he's at the bottom of the conference. There are some tools here. He's, he's an electric runner and a dangerous runner um, sure so what any and he has talent he's like arm talent he can make some so, so like he deserves to be i believe in this top six he's, he he can yeah. do some things um he can get you to the playoffs in theory like you're, you're a playoff contender with him but i agree with you he has not caught enough flack I, and i think part of it is t- play fans especially i don't know if i'm getting old i'm getting old but i feel like this new generation of fan rj just they just love the players too much. Like they can't criticize the players, especially quarterbacks. It's like, he's the quarterback. So we, we can't criticize him. We yeah, have he's, to support him no matter what. Like the no. way people,
0: the way people feel about quarterbacks is he's either flawless or he's trash. You're, like right. there's no like in between for anybody. And that's like, you're guilty of that
1: when it comes to Kirk cousins, it's uh, so much easier to blame the coach. Like it's cause it's just like, it's, it's always the coach's fault for everything. For some reason And NBA happens a lot too. When for some reason, like it just doesn't even make sense when you're looking at the money too. It's like, why is all these the players are getting paid like millions and millions and like big millions of dollars while the coach is making what a few a year like and you're blaming the coach like not to say the coach is never at a fault but i just think the the blame that's this happened with doug peterson doug peterson got thrown under the bus everyone was like he ruined carson Wentz give me a break like we saw that wasn't true at all and people wanted to like just drag Doug, who won a Super Bowl without Carson Wentz and with Nick Falls at quarterback instead. Even and, like, and not just that. won a Super Bowl, like you know, this like Mickey Mouse one. Like he beat, he beat, he beat the like greatest act of the GOAT. And then it, they it, got back to the divisional round next year with a backup. Like, so it wasn't just like total one-year flu. Like he did some really good things. And even then, Doug was still getting all of the blame. And Wentz was like blameless in a lot of people's eyes. So I think that's part of it. I think that quarterbacks
0: especially high-profile quarterbacks are very smart and not to take away from their own intellect but also have very smart people working for and around them. And I think that that is partly true for Carson Wentz who existed in a very very volatile media market and took advantage of that by pushing the narrative that it was all Doug's fault whatever, it was an ugly divorce. So like there is naturally in an ugly split like that going to be people who side on either side of the argument. When it comes to Russell Wilson, that's what that this is the path that Kyler's following. A year ago Russell made sure to like preemptively put all fault on the Seahawks. But but by wanting out last year, no matter how poorly Russell Wilson played in 2021, granted he got hurt for the first time ever, it was all going to be on the Seahawks. It was all, and that's all you hear, Pete Carroll, and a lot of that is true, obviously, you know, only wants to run the ball, won't let Russ cook, blah, blah, blah. Like we, we act like Russell is this huge victim. Like he, he, you know, didn't have faults of his own in Seattle. Like he doesn't, you know, incite pressure and doesn't get rid of the ball, you know, too, Mm. like too late or whatever. And that is just as true for Kyler. And again, I don't want to like harp on this. Like Kirk is better than him. And this is one metric. Like we can go on and on, like, you know, PFF scores, whatever. But I did in preparation for this, because like, you know, we got to prepare for this, but like uh, football outsiders, D-Y-A-R ranking. Okay. Again, I mean I'm laying out the initials though like for anyone who you know doesn't want to hear it that way I was just saying them right uh so this is just the top 10 all right in order so like one through 10 Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Dak Prescott Patrick Mahomes Justin Herbert those are the top five Matthew Stafford at six Kirk Cousins at seven Derek Carr at eight and Kyler Murray at nine for perspective Mm. Russell Wilson 15 and Carson Wentz 16 uh Jalen Hurts 17 so my point is like Yes, Kyler is is good. He is like an above-average starter, like we said. But, like, he – I think that just like Russell, we act like – like, some people are going to act like Kyler's this victim. The Cardinals have actually – I think they deserve credit – for understanding you know what we have a quarterback on a rookie contract they traded for deandre hopkins they obviously brought in jj and you know granted they've lost play you know players and they lost chandler jones and you know they lost christian kirk whatever but like they they took their swing like they surrounded him they gave him arguably the best wide receiver in the nfl when they traded for deandre hopkins and what did he do with it like pe- people from a football perspective criticized deshaun watson for not accomplishing things in houston when he had deandre hopkins what has kyler murray done like he threw him one hail mary one time against the bills that's it like that's that's like the only thing we're gonna give him that's stupid
1: uh you can flip these for me It's another one of those situations easily. oh wow
0: I've worn you down a little bit we can flip Kirk and Kyler let's go same
1: tier but like they're both not winning anything significant so congrats I will say I have Kyler above just in part though because he's 24 he's younger in theory he still has some like Kirk is what he is at this point he's not gonna he's an empty stat stuffer or whatever so Kyler in theory could make a leap I'm not gonna count on it I would break the top six into three different tiers. So,
0: like, this is one, Kirk and Kyler. Like you said, you can flip whatever ones you want in this order. If you want to have Kyler above Kirk or Kirk above Kyler, like, I can live with that. The next tier is two quarterbacks that are obviously Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that you have Stafford ranked higher. I would hope
1: you would, too, considering he just won a Super Bowl.
0: Okay, so, like, I'm not denying that, and I'm not saying, like, it doesn't matter
1: but they also almost blew the
0: divisional round game against the Buccaneers. Yes. Like heard, almost. And he almost... Th- he, but he, all, he actually threw the game-losing interception in almost. the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like so we can't just like look at the positives here I acknowledge he is a fantastic quarterback has an amazing arm he also might have the best receiver in the NFL in Cooper Cup not that Dak Prescott doesn't have any weapons but if like I think it's the same argument like Dak is younger Dak has more mobility Dak has maybe just as maybe not just as big of an arm but I think he has close enough to as big of an arm like Dak has an incredible deep ball as well and he's one of the more efficient passes in the NFL he doesn't take a lot of risks which maybe he start he should start to do maybe that's been part of the issue here but I put Dak ahead of Matthew Stafford, but I'm, I can totally acknowledge that It might go either way again, similar to the way that Kirk and Kyler are. I think
1: these three tiers have that with all two quarterbacks in each tier. I think you have to give Stafford the benefit of the doubt here. With the postseason. I know what you can say, whatever close, whatever. And he wasn't good to end the regular okay, season. Okay. So
0: in the, the postseason, they beat the Cardinals, who we just mm-hmm. trashed and
1: Kyler. Okay.
0: Then they almost blew it against the Buccaneers. Then mm-hmm. he threw the game losing interception against the the 49ers, who he had lost to in an important game in week 17. Yes, he had a great performance in the Super Bowl. He deserves all credit in the world for that. Not taking again, I'm not saying it's insignificant or doesn't mean anything, but the totality of his career matters as well, not just like a couple of games.
1: Yeah, and I don't think, like, I would put the top two in this conference in elite, and I wouldn't put right. him in elite, but he, I think he's at the top end of, like, pretty good quarterbacks, uh. so that's why I have him number three over Dak, and, like, what does Dak need to do this year, like, what is the bar for him? I think...
0: So Dak really disappointed over the second half of the season,
1: and low that was, key, I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough because it, you know well, it's you're all not, the bullseyes on McCarthy. You're not like, hanging out on my Twitter timeline. But, national perspective, obviously. Like I think the national focus is on McCarthy, 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 and like Dak kind of slid under that.
0: I would disagree with that only because I think people tend to focus on the calf strain that happened, which is ironic because now Luka Doncic has a calf strain, like as far as Dallas superstars are concerned. Um, but that like people are willing to give like the or the fault for his play to that right like oh well he wasn't the same after the calf whatever and i will give that credit himself that he went on the rich eisen show and the leader to the super bowl and he said that he actually is given more credit than he feels he deserves that he doesn't feel like it was as large of an excuse as a lot of people make it out to be so give him some credit for like owning that and some accountability whatever there's no question that he was that that might be the worst he's ever played certainly the worst he's ever played with legitimate talent around him this offseason feels very similar to 2018 when the cowboys cut des bryant and rightly so i think they were proven correct in that move and then tried to go at the wide receiver uh very infamously with a wide receiver by committee they signed deontay thompson they signed alan hearns they traded for Tavon austin during the draft they drafted michael gallup ultimately panicked and had to trade for amari cooper which saved their season I mean, they have CeeDee Lamb. They have Michael Gallup coming back. They're probably going to draft a receiver. Uh, We do mock drafts, by the way, every Monday on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. And we have taken a a wide receiver every single time, uh, pretty high in the top three rounds, at least. But as far as what he has to do, he has to show that he can do it, right? Like, like he has, I don't think this is like fair to, to say, but it's true. He has never been an elite quarterback without Amari Cooper on the team. So like, what, what is it? I'm not saying it's this chicken or egg thing, but mm-hmm. I, I think it would give people some peace to see him be that elite quarterback without him. I don't think anybody doubts that he can be that guy. I don't even think you doubt it, but it has never happened. And so like, that's what he needs to do. He needs to take this step and prove that he is the reason he is the chicken or the egg, whichever you believe came first, Um, which is maybe a, a different subject that we do um, at a certain point, but um, that's what he needs to do. I mean, I don't think that Matthew Stafford is that guy to be very clear here. I think Matthew Stafford was the final infinity stone and Matthew Stafford benefited from a, a cowardly, but great head coach, great wide receiver, great defense. Also playing a, a team that had a really obvious weakness in the Super Bowl. But all those things matter. And all those things are relevant and all those things go into the pot, and he still won and he still had a great performance and, and a clutch performance in the, the biggest game of all games. And so um, yeah, I mean, I'm I think that you can at least acknowledge that these just like Kyler and Kirk could be flipped depending on a variable, a number of different variables.
1: All right, so that brings us to the final two, which are pretty obvious so who is your do you want to know who my number
0: two is or my number one do you want to tell me who your number two is your number one like how do we want to do this this like if we think about it this is survivor where jeff is reading the votes for who is, who wins you know he's not reading the votes of like who's voted off of the final i guess final three now but like do we want to announce our number one or our number two and like it be known like how do you want to do
1: this you got to go in order and for me i'll put tom brady at number two so and Rodgers at number one. I mean, you know, for as much as Rogers is disappointed in the playoffs, he is what? Is he won an MVP twice in a row now? He is has. That? Okay, so kind of tough to not put that guy at the top of these. And obviously, again, you're also splitting hairs. This is you could flip these, whatever, fine. If you want to go off playoff success, you know, Brady's older, whatever. Um, these are the top like this is the thing. Um it's it's them and it's everyone else like that's that's the nfc it's it's aaron rodgers it's tom brady and then kind of everyone else and obviously maybe someone can make a leap whatever um but you know it starts with them
0: i agree um i agree it's impossible to objectively say that aaron rodgers is not number 1 i do think like again to go back to the kind of daniel jones thing if we had to bet like depending on odds i might take tom brady to like however you wanted to define it, like finish with more passing yards or finish with more wins or something like that. Uh, because I think the bucks are more set up for success, especially when you consider the division that they play in. Like think about it. Um, like, so we both have Tom Brady too. I had Jameis seven, which was very generous. Um, I had Mario to nine and, um, we agreed that Sam Donald could be last. Right. So like Brady's facing like nothing, but we like, Aaron has to compete with one of the top six, like one of the coveted top six here in Kirk cousins. Like he mm-hmm. also gets Jared Goff and Justin Fields, but he has two games against a much better player and much better quarterback than Tom Brady does. I mean, and they get to play each other and I would take the bucks in that game because the Packers don't have Devonte Adams.
1: Sure. Yeah. I don't think that's unfair. Um, so if you want to lay it out and like by, like playoff teams in terms of court, like the top seven. So like the Eagles are right where they were last year at the number seven seed. The Cowboys are the four seed. Is that what they were? Isn't the one mm-hmm. that what they so No, okay. they were the three seed. Okay. All. So one spot lower here for me, uh, one spot higher for you, but basically the same thing. And then we have the Washington football team, AKA the commanders. Now just like fringe playoff team. And then you kind of have giants as closer to fringe playoff team. I have them closer to just bottom of the league. I think that that
0: is representative of how at least obviously I view the conference like I think if there's a swing team like a, a team who, who was not a player that is is it like a cute player this year it's probably the Giants and it but it would require the Brian Dable like benefit for Daniel Jones like it would require some sort of leap in that sense they will also I think they're the Saints of this year potentially like I think they take the spot that the Saints kind of had they almost had that playoff spot you know what I mean like that's that's just where they're at if things click in the right way a lot of things have to happen for that to be the case but it is it's possible it exists in the realm of possibilities why
1: don't we do this real quick uh if you'll humor me why don't we do like ceiling and floor like what's the realistic highest we could see each of these quarterbacks and the realistic lowest we could see them on these rankings this year you get what i'm saying um
0: so i think we're willing to acknowledge that jared goff drew lock sam darnold their ceiling is like maybe the i mean like the nfc
1: east quarterbacks
0: oh gotcha gotcha yeah uh, okay so let's start with carson Wentz. i think floor could be like last like that's he's he's maybe the only maybe I think he'll be Dan- above
1: Lock and Darnold
0: okay fine so, so basically like 14. Last. so like last in in real world real, real world terms <laughs> um but ceiling is like top seven like top like top eight like seven. one of the better I, I half yeah seven yeah he I don't think he could be a top five I don't think he could be I think we should also answer can they be one of these top six quarterbacks obviously Dak right yes but I don't think Carson can
1: Okay, so why don't we move on to Daniel Jones? I think the floor for him is like 14 or uh, where I put him basically,
0: especially if the turnovers continue. Like you
1: it, it, this could be like Daniel Jones gets
0: benched, like that that could totally happen this season, right? I could say the ceiling for him would be 5. If if things click, yeah. yeah. He 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 can into the top 6 cuz he has athletic traits and he doesn't have the like, you know, like a renegade, you know, mantra that Carson Wentz does like his turnovers are just cause he sucks. They're not cause he's like trying to be a hero.
1: You know what I mean? Correct. I will say for Dak, that's ceiling is three to me or, or two. I, I, I think ceiling one, is two
0: because like it makes sense that Brady or Rogers could regress a little bit. You know what I mean? Especially Rogers. With, yeah. Well, yeah. no, it's not likely that both do, right. uh, especially like I I could see a. I think it's more likely that Brady stays king and that Rodgers regresses because he has just played out of this world these last two years. Like the bottom has to come out eventually, and Devontae Adams not being there obviously lends to that. Now, granted, Dak has lost Amari too, and we'll see how the draft works out for both of them. But I could. I think ceiling is two for Dak. Floor probably like eight or nine. I think. I was going to say eight. Yeah, eight. Um, and Jalen hurts, man. I don't think his ceiling is the top six. I think his, (laughs) I think he's at his ceiling. I, I like, I, he's at his ceiling. I don't think that that's like fair or unfair to say. And I, but I think his floor is like six. Sure. But like, he I, I mean, he's not top five. He's just not, he's, he's not top six either. I mean, like
1: I, I would, to me, but whatever, maybe.
0: Maybe if Kirk like you know starts to actually regress, or Kyler um, thinks it up, right? But like floor for Jalen is honestly like thirteen. Like if if he just like, I mean if he can't run anymore, like if it, it's just checking down, check you know whatever, like dumping off like over and over and over again, like that's not a quarterback. Like that's Tebow. You know what I mean? That's all he is.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say like twelve. He's gonna in that seven to twelve kind of range. Like he's 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 definitely above again Darnold. Uh, lock just because of the rushing value like there's enough there of a floor with him that he's not going to be like the, the worst quarterback in the conference he kind of has that going for him but the ceiling isn't there I said it again on the odd one of my controversial takes is that Jalen Hurts is so much closer to his ceiling than people want to admit just because he's 23 and last season was his full first year and everyone loves to celebrate that the fact that he took the Eagles to the playoffs when the Eagles passed the ball at a lower percentage than any other team and then also got to the playoffs and got immediately waxed, but that's somehow an accomplishment. He led them to the playoffs, okay. And what? And then what did you do when you got there? Literally nothing. And you only made it because the, N- the NFL added a seventh seed. Like that's not an accomplishment. It's not like the Eagles or people or fans, whatever. They want to hang banners for the lamest stuff. Like you guys are the Colts here, like hanging a banner for a playoff appearance or whatever it was. Like you just come on. Like we, we need to stop celebrating some of the lamest stuff it was um for being an afc championship participant right it was right uh, that's what people do people made fun of that but then people will do stuff like oh he got better oh the eagles made the play. like okay and what like you're celebrating this i think it's
0: it's so rare that players come into the nfl and hit their ceilings like their career ceilings right away i think we might have seen that with jamar chase as an example not to say that like he can't be great for the rest of his career but like it's it's probably unlikely that he's going to be that great ever again, right? Like, just again, laws of probability. I hope I'm wrong because he's awesome. The floor I, is
1: probably really high,
0: right, 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 right. But like, we have seen, I think, the ceiling of Jalen Hurts right away, but we have not seen the floor. You know, what I, and and like that's a really, if you're an Eagles fan, a terrifying thought. Um, I also think it's it speaks to like who the like it speaks to the situation that you just described. There have been two seven seeds in NFL history because there have only been two seasons that this has existed. It was the 2021 Eagles and the 2020 Chicago bears played the exact same way. They like the exact same quarterback. Can't do anything. Just run whatever, blah, blah, and survive and just not suck as much as everybody else. That's it. That's, that's all that they've done. Like, and that's the, like, this isn't like me bagging on the Eagles. They just, last year they were a playoff team because they sucked less than
1: nine other teams. They were down what like 31-0 to the Bucs. Like it wasn't even a game. It wasn't even like, okay, it was kind of competitive. And then well, they, the and they got away. They got waxed by the Cowboys in the only
0: real meeting. And the second one didn't count. You know what I mean? Right. Like they yeah, and they, they, they like, lost to the Bucs in the regular division. season. Like they, they were there was a clear like gap in quality between them and the other playoff teams.
1: They got they, they basically got like soundly beat by any playoff team they beat last year any kind of team with a winning record other than the saints who they beat but we're starting uh trevor simeon at quarterback okay great
0: but what happens and you know this better than anybody is like who, who was the who did he who did jalen hurts throw that big bomb to against the niners that like 93 yard touchdown or whatever it was quiz you know? yeah Yeah, but like that happens and it's like, see, it's like, yeah, he threw the ball like 17 yards and then, and then like Quez like just took it to the house. Like that That is a good throw, but yeah. But, but my point
1: is like it gets like made up to be something that it's not. Well, they also scored three points until garbage time in that game. So, like, okay, that's one play that you know didn't work out, but you still had a lot of other time to score more than three points in the entire game. Um, okay, we did it all, we said it all uh our rankings of
0: nsc quarterbacks are in your thoughts blg is on twitter at brandon godden i am on twitter at rjo choa Uh, you can let us know by way of review uh by way of comment on either youtube video the bleeding green nation version or the blog and the boys version blg as we wind it down do you have anything else you want to say about anything in the world anything in life anything that's that's on your mind on your heart on
1: your soul draft is 16 days away we'll obviously be ramping some more of that up here on the mixtape I think I want to revisit what we did last year. Maybe get Ed and Stabby on too, if we can, where we did our uh, like the moves that you would most be afraid that other teams could make to kind of get a sense of like, okay, if the Cowboys draft this player, then that's like, as Eagles fans, that's bad news. Uh, And and that kind of thing. I think it's fun to get that perspective. Um, So maybe we'll do something like that or we'll change it up. Who knows? RJ and I will talk about it off pod probably and figure it out. But uh, point being is we're kind of like in a weird funk where we're getting close to the draft, but we're not like talking about it yet because there's still a little bit of time. So, so we'll pivot to that. It's like, uh,
0: like when you're going out right. somewhere like, and it, like, you know, it takes like 30 minutes to get there. And it's like an hour before you're supposed to be there so you're like it's at 30 minutes before you're gonna leave but it's like mm-hmm. and you're like dressed and you're ready but it's like what do i do like, I, like I don't have around. time yeah exactly i don't have time to like start up like anything like notable or serious or anything like that so uh okay well uh let us know how the frozen pizza is well every, you will have eaten it by the time everybody hears this uh sure. but he, if you are listening to this on wednesday blg has put a photo of it on his instagram story he is on i'm instagram not putting it oh it's yes story, he is okay. <laughs> he, he's, he's on uh, instagram at brandon Garden. i am on instagram at rjo so you can go back and retroactively see the pizza that he ate uh, back in time for you, but in the future for us. Uh, Randon, just,
1: the, just the people like seeing that with no context of the podcast. <laughs> Why is he posting a frozen pizza on Instagram? Uh,
0: the final 4,831,619 words belonging to you. Make them great.
1: We need more empathy in the world. I say this as an empath. Everyone should be more like me.
0: Well said.